Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Timmel, and as always, I'm your host. And this week I sat down with New York City comedian Jansu Karabiek to talk about a couple of things. The initial intention was to talk about ADHD, but in the uh, scope of ADHD, we were all over the place, which I think is more appropriate than us just talking about ADHD. So we talk a lot about dating and where we finally settle on is the difference between life in Europe uh, and life in America. She moved to the United States about a year and a half ago. So we talk about a lot of the different day-to-day life things uh, that she's run into since she's been here. Follow her at Jansu Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and if you're in New York City, go check out her show called Diversity Hire at QED. Uh, and as always, follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. And uh, we always appreciate it when you like, subscribe, share the show, keep doing that. That is our favorite thing here. So with that, let's get into the episode. I haven't been on dating apps in a while. I just can't like they it just turns it turns dating into a game for me and I can't yeah. I can't focus on anyone. I'm always just like, okay, who's the next person? Like, mm. oh, maybe the next person will be better. Like, oh, this person was great, but like, I don't know, you never know what's out and it just like put me in a mental spiral. So anyone who's on them, I'm like, best of luck to you. I think that's exactly the problem. That's why so many people are unsuccessful because everyone treats it like a game. Yeah. Everyone's always like, oh, there might be someone else out there who could be better for me. It's like, oh, it's never ending. I hate it so much. Well, that's like, I've heard so many people be like, I was just about to quit them and then I found found this person who's the love of my life. I was like, yeah, the you were going to quit, which is why you found exactly. the person. Because you, you were like, well, this one better fucking work or I'm never <laughs> finding love. And then you're like, oh, my God, he's so great. It's like, no, your expectations were in the fucking basement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you settled. It's what happened. You're oh. like, this is it. I was talking with a friend that was like, uh, she went on 70. She went on dates with 75 different men in a year when okay. she was trying to find... Uh, and she slept with all of them. No, wow. I'm kidding. I'm t- <laughs> no. Um, no, but she she grew up like um, very Jewish. She hit 30 and she was like, I'm finding a husband. Right. And just like made it her life goal wow. to find someone to marry. And she was like, apparently she went on a date with this guy. And she was like, within a week and a half, we were talking about getting married. I was like, that's insane to me. That is wild. <laughs> who is it? Who? So she's now with this guy? Yeah. They're married. They have a kid. They're, they're trying to start the second one. It's just like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's all just like, yeah, lower your expectations and <laughs> just like fucking be with whoever because it doesn't matter. But like, man, it really just feels like they were like, all right, cool. Yep, you'll do. And you'll then- <laughs> do. I think that's the fear, right? Is that you get to that point where you're like, Okay, especially for women, that could happen. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, this this clock is fucking ticking. Yeah, I need right. To, if you I want need this kids. done now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just scary. I think that actually scares me sometimes because I'm like, I, I think I'm just gonna end up with some someone, just anyone, because I just <laughs> <laughs> I need to get started with the kid thing. Uh, like, yeah. 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 Ugh, that sounds gross. exhausting. It's gross. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It is exhausting. And I think I go through these periods where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to not date 
or I'm just going to date from my circle and it just never goes well. Dating like, within the circle is that's some risky business that is <laughs> i don't think like, i've ever been intentional about it but it's happened <laughs> it's never been like, like okay. friend circle or like comic circle <laughs> like uh either okay yeah because i'm like i'm dating a comic now yeah it is a little terrifying <laughs> it's like cause she could just ruin my career right she's been doing it longer mm. people like her more like all she's got is fucking snap her fingers and i'm done in this town <laughs> you know what you say that but women really don't have that much power <laughs> men right. have been getting away with a lot in comedy <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just the the power difference i'm not gonna test it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to i'm just gonna try not to do anything too shitty uh, well, i guess you guys are getting married then. Yeah, oh boy <laughs> you committed for life i don't think i could do anything to piss her off more than to propose to her i think right. if i proposed to her she'd be like no we're done and you're canceled you're i'm gonna tell everyone you did horrible uh, things to me that's that's funny um yeah, but I, it is weird. You go on a date with like, oh, your friend circle, and then it's like, well, they all know, and then there's this weird little pressure, and then the breakup happens. And I've tried not to do it, but one of my friends was just, um, she uh, went through a breakup, and so the the group split in half, and then she was such a mess after the breakup that all of the other people in the group were like, we can't handle you either. Wow. So they lost like half the friend group and then also the the girl that okay. like brought them together. So it's just like, it's like it didn't exist anymore. They just lost half their friends. It's, Damn. It was wild. That is wild. That is wild. I would never risk it with my good friends. No. It'd be like someone like on the outskirts of it. Okay. Someone that my friends know. That that would be fine, okay. but not none of my friends. Also, like my male friends, if I call someone my friend, it means that they're completely asexual to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be friends with someone I'm attracted yeah. to. Yeah, it can't. It can't happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, very. I'm I'm very good at compartmentalizing that way. Yeah. No, I I feel you. I have the ability to do the same thing. I think a lot of women do. Yeah, I think men maybe not so much. I think men so are on, in general pretty bad at it. Um, and there's like all those those jokes. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're friends until she wants to right. sleep with you. But um, yeah, no, no, I'm just, it's the drama. I'm like, I don't want the drama of sleeping with a friend because then it's like, all right, what are we doing here? What's going, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it never, I feel like with comedy, it's way more risky. Because I have like entanglements, not dating specifically, but entanglements, and even that's turned out really complicated. Mm -hmm. Like, now you have to run into these people. You have to be nice to them. You have to play this yep. game of like, this like just, oh my God, I don't, I don't. Because usually when I stop dating someone, I never want to see them again. Yep, same. I don't even know how people I, are like, I, oh, I'm best friends with my ex. Like, no, up. I have yeah. no, my ex could be living in fucking Mexico now. I have right. no idea. I haven't looked at their Instagram. Mm -mm. I haven't looked at like, I haven't asked anyone about them. Like nothing. That no. is, that is an old time of my life. For sure. I feel the same way. I'm like, there are occasionally where I'm being very toxic and I pull someone back in, but that's just because I'm being toxic. Sure. It's not because <laughs> I'm like genuinely <laughs> I love the self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, good, good. That's I like that. <laughs> you know what? I was actually just talking about that with um, one of my friends because uh, 
my girlfriend's older than me and people are like what are one of the benefits i'm like trying to figure out how to do this as a bit but like as you get older you realize when you're doing shit like that like a 22 year old girl is never gonna say like oh no i'm being toxic right now they're gonna be like no i i i obviously i must love him if i'm like still doing this and it's just like it's so nice that they're able to be like Oh, no, no, no. I'm being fucking crazy right now. Right. You still have to deal with it, but at least I'll acknowledge that it's not your fault. Yes, yeah, true. It, it does come with age, definitely comes with some self awareness. There are things that I'm doing, like, what is my motivation for doing this? It's, and it's usually. Sometimes you don't need one. Just. Sometimes just being crazy. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like the things I do during while I'm PMSing, I'm not, should not be accountable for. <laughs> I don't think so. There should be like laws that. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> Could you imagine if they tried to get that law through? That would be the end of their political careers. There would be mass protests I, I, in the I'd street, and you'd just be platform. standing there going, "Like, wait, guys, that might be a good idea." I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I don't like that they're telling me to do this, but like, also, they're not off base. Hey, look, I would run on that political platform. Yeah, you know? yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, you'd be on. Fox News so fast they'd want to interview you immediately. Yeah, they'd like, be like, "Wait a minute, Mexican what is your Muslim? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wants to do what? Like you can you can do it while you're PMSing. You can just go on a purge." <laughs> oh, that'd be scary. So this is what happens if we take down the patriarchy. Is the matriarchy starts murdering us once a month. Um, I mean, to be honest, more than men, we probably murder each other. Yeah, it's like you're just angry at anyone you're walking down the street people are walking slow you turn you turn oh this my is God, i'm yeah. probably setting a really bad example right now <laughs> making it sound like women are all monsters while they're menstruating that's not the case just me I okay i got you yeah i mean you did say it should be a law yeah that women should be able be to exempt. do whatever yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. yeah you, you you're literally not in control so oh man <laughs> Well, this isn't even what we're talking about, but I'm, I'm glad we talked about it because that was <laughs> that was fun. Um, how much does like the okay? So we're going to talk because you just realized that you had ADHD. Yes. How does that affect your use of the dating apps? Like, give me your, give me how do you use them, and do you feel like it's different than how most people use them? Because um, mm. I'm like, I I very much will use. Uh, dating apps is a distraction during the day. I will treat it as a, like if I'm working mm. and I'm like, all right, I got 10 minutes before this meeting. When I was on dating apps, I just go on the dating apps and like, all right, that's what I'm going to do to fill my time for 10 minutes. Or if wow. I'm working on a project I don't want to be working on, I'd be like, all right, well, let me check a dating app and like, all right, I'll swipe for a couple minutes or I'll like right. heart a few people on Hinge and then go back to my job. And I would use it as a way to distract myself. Now I use TikTok, hmm. but like, I don't know. Do you, is your use roughly the same or is your approach kind of um, different? Or should we back up and talk about your ADHD in general before we get into the specifics like this? Yeah. So, okay. That's really interesting. And as you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, I definitely have a pattern here <laughs> that it very much aligns with the ADHD because what I, what the way that my ADHD is, is I hyper-focus. Okay. So either do nothing or I like fully immerse myself in it because, and if I do nothing is because I'm too, I need the stimulation. I need to be stimulated on so many, with so many things that, mm -hmm. that I find it difficult to otherwise focus. 
um and with the with the dating i'm very much like i'm either fully doing it and i'm committed to the dating app and i go mm. through it like i'm being like diligent about it or i'm not doing it at all and there's are you putting like them in spreadsheets like all your matches <laughs> in spreadsheets you're like well he's this height but he's got this job which expected income is this and you're like hey, power ranking them on, on pillar pivot tables <laughs> and like how how in depth are we getting here no i'm not that i don't care that much about anything in life fair enough like, nothing nothing it's more like i will pay attention sure it was like okay. Oh, okay what like i I have filters on obviously like heights of filter profession mm, like sure. not profession but like you're not an animal age. yeah oh, right everybody <laughs> <laughs> those people that are just like i know men that are like 18 to 45 any height <laughs> no job doesn't matter just if they've got boobs i'm in and i'm like oh god oh man uh, dude like <laughs> i mean boobs just doesn't isn't just for for, for women either true but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's but yeah no i think i and the way that if i can't deal with something then i know that this is a part of the adhd as well when i can't deal with a simple task i just put it away mm. and it'll be like in the back and i won't deal with it like like a like an email i have to answer that yeah. i can't like deal with i just put it away which is why my go-to also is ghosting people right it's like i can't deal with you i'm just not going to <laughs> and because of that sometimes when i'm on a dating app when i'm like feeling overwhelmed with a lot of stuff in life and someone says you want to meet for a coffee i'm like i can't deal with this yeah. I, I don't know if that's ad i think that's just like think so? <laughs> i think okay. that's everybody because there's definitely like when shit's going wrong at work uh or like stuff is stressful i will I would use the dating app more, but I would meet up with people less. Interesting. Because it was like, no, I want swipes. I want like that little serotonin drip. Like right. I want as many matches as possible because I feel like shit. But then as soon as they would be like, so what are you doing tonight? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I am too busy to deal Gosh. with you. Even though I liked them and it's like right. completely my fault. So you are that person. You are the person. I think everybody does that. Oh, no. Because no? I... You know what? I never actively go on like men. I mm. just look at the pile that Wouldn't like me. Wouldn't it be me. fucking nice if everybody could just <laughs> fucking sit there? But you know who can't do that? Men. Because there are women like you that don't like them. It's like if guys... every woman has that attitude and then every man's like, oh, I'll wait for them to like me. It, nobody would match. But this is how we do things. You know, men like chasing, women like being chased. God, That's how it is. You're old school. You're like... <laughs> Don't talk to me when I'm PMSing. I want the men to do everything. They I do pay the for everything. Yeah, they... all of it. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. At least no. you're, you're, self, you're open about it. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, like I think I went through a period in my life where I was like, oh, yeah, we probably should, sh should split the bill. And now I'm like, no, the fuck we're not. <laughs> no, he pays. And if he doesn't pay... That's it. That, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. We're not, we're not going to, I'm not going to be able to move past it because I also know one of my worst traits as a person is pride. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Too much pride. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just like, if you don't pay, it means you hurt my pride. It means you didn't <laughs> want to pay for me. <laughs> oh, that is fair. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever asked on a first date to split the bill is when I was having a horrible time. That, I was like, fair. just brought zero personality. I was like, there's zero chance I'm seeing her again. Right. In fact, I like openly am kind of insulted by how little effort she put into this. So I'm going to ask to split right. the bill. And she did. Um, I mean, that's fair. That's but, fair. 
that's my like that's actually one of, that was one of my dating red flags was if the woman doesn't at least offer then that's a red flag to me interesting um i would always say no like first date i got it but i wanted the acknowledgement that like they understand that they're not owed anything right like we we both chose to go out together Mm -hmm. like i got it i'm i'm gonna pay for it but like even just like a little thing towards the wallet right like little move or whatever if they don't do that if they just kind of sit there and be like all right cool so you're gonna pay now i'm gonna be like all right cool somebody doesn't respect my money or my time like (laughs) well she doesn't yeah no they don't most of the time uh and i'm not in that world anymore thank god because it wasn't good for me it was it's not good it's not a good world to be in yeah i do think that there should be a a, at least like an acknowledgement thank you something i do hear men complain that you know women just expect it and they don't there's not even like an acknowledgement of it which yeah i I think that's that's wrong generally that's just rude I there's I definitely expect men to pay, but I will still yeah do the take the effort. Uh, yeah. Also, a date with me is a treat. Can I just <laughs> say <laughs> you are getting your money's worth? <laughs> I make guys seem so much more interesting than they are. <laughs> I sure. I mean, are you when you go on these dates? Are you like letting them talk, or are you are you yeah. the okay? I like ask them questions. And I'm like excited okay, to talk, right. and so you're like hyping them yeah, up. I I am hyping them up okay. i want people to have like feel good about themselves and like also as they're talking i'm hyper analyzing them as well there you go like <laughs> i was gonna say like, we yeah. could bring this back to the adhd <laughs> at some point uh, yeah that's uh um i also did love doing that yeah just like all right let's see if i can figure out your backstory without right. actually like and then i'll like ask about it and be like oh, i was a little off it's a little psychopathic yeah yeah i used to have these tricks i used to do to men to see if they were actually confident or they were just pretending to be confident mm. i would just do this one thing it worked every time i'm just very interested <laughs> so we'd sit uh, at a table and I would just sort of I would ask them a question and they would start talking and then I would sort of just lean back and just you know just be quiet and smile lightly Uh and just look at them look like their mom just look at them like you know just be like (laughs) yeah they would just fall apart it's like they would start rambling. They would start like I could see them getting uncomfortable. I was like, okay, so you really weren't that confident. You're fucking evil. You're like, you're like, all right, I'm gonna, I got these three tests, and then I'm gonna make them pay for it. You're like, Jesus Christ, you're like my college professor. Uh, it works, man. I'm like, hey, you were just making, yeah. it, you were just pretending. You're weeding them out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Realistically, man. if you can't deal with that part, like you can't deal with me. I- <laughs> Again, respect. You know this about yourself. You're like, nope, it's not gonna work. It's just I, not I gonna- this thing is gonna go on the internet, <laughs> and so many people are gonna listen and feel validated if they've ever met me before. Yeah, that- <laughs> I, like, yeah. I if you went on crazy. a date with John Sue, hit me up on Instagram, <laughs> and I'll make a running list. We'll like post it with the episode in the comments on the oh video this is like these people have been victimized by <laughs> john sue's dating tactics um god damn so the apps you're like you're either in or you're out you're hyper focused and i know that's like something that 
um, with ADHD people they're it they're they could be and I want your like thoughts on how you relate to this and how you don't but from what I understand they could be very like all over the place and very hyper but then if you find something they're interested in they are interested in it like that is that is what they're focused on like nonstop, and it like in a workplace setting like if you're a coder you just code for like 10 to 12 hours straight you're just going yeah does that Uh, check out what you're saying well so like yeah with dating what you're saying of like no no i'm focused on this i am right working on finding people right now yeah it will be that thing and it won't be long right that's Mm -hmm. the thing with adhd as well is that it's just very immediate it's now you're super focused but then it'll be gone it'll Mm. be done like just like that you're done with it and that's like that's kind of annoying as well because you don't give yourself enough time to get back into it and like start going on dates and start talking to people and there is this like all or nothing component to it where someone will say one thing that i find is like off-putting and that's it <laughs> so, <laughs> wait you said what about the gays okay, i can never see you again <laughs> well you think they should vote what <laughs> no what yeah Yeah. we're done it's funny Uh, one guy he told me so this date was really lovely he was very sweet and then at some point he made fun of so we talked about smoking hookah Mm -hmm. which is something that it's from my part of the world i love smoking hookah i love you do yeah great you should come on my podcast yeah i'm down okay cool that's what we do on my podcast really that's great yeah Yeah. i used to used to smoke hookah all the time in college i've never heard a white person say that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it was fun it was like a little activity and you get to blow clouds and like we were dumb so we learned a bunch of tricks and like all that other stuff but you know what do you expect 19 year old boys to fucking no that makes sense i haven't smoked hookah in forever i'm definitely down cool okay i'm gonna have you on the podcast let's hookah that's what it's called let's hookah great so I was telling him about the podcast and he was like, so how do you smoke your hookah? And I was like, what do you mean? This is how I smoke it. And he's like, oh, but you're doing it wrong. And that was it for me. White, white boy. He, he was a brown that? boy, but oh, okay. it's still like he doesn't smoke hookah. Did you even register what he said for why you were doing it wrong? Or did you just he black did. it out? No, you're he, like, he did. No, I did ask him. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, you know, this is the way to smoke. I was like, do you smoke hookah? He was like, no. I was like, you don't think I know how to smoke hookah when I've done it since I was like late teens? Yeah. Until now? Like, what do you... He's like, you were just smoking air. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I just... I got so offended. And then I was like, you're mansplaining something to me you have no no idea about. Yeah. And it's something that's really like doesn't matter to me, but it was the attitude. Right. You know, it doesn't... Well, you want confident, not cocky. Yeah, I don't want I don't want him to think. Yeah, for sure, that that's, that's like a key difference. Cocky is just unattractive. Yeah, nobody likes cocky. No. There's nobody. I'm sure he was like in his mind. He's like, oh, she'll be impressed that I know right. this weird little thing, and she'll go home and be like, oh, I should try it. Like that guy was right. This is better. <laughs> uh, it never works out that way. Oh, but that's course. you know, that's yeah. that's with dating. Like you do have to practice dating. You do. Um, which is also exhausting but like it's just like anything it's like you're selling yourself and every if you're in a sales job everyone's like no you need to practice you need to do sales you need to do trainings and stuff and people are like you're not good at dating well (laughs) i don't know just go out there and fucking do it it's like no you gotta like you gotta say some stupid shit yeah you have to there's so much of just pretending to be your best self right that Mm -hmm. was that's a big part of it yeah 
and that's problematic in itself but we have to anyway you can't yeah. just like like people have to like you first to accept your quirks and you're like whatever make whatever your deficiencies are. yeah 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 <laughs> right so when did you um when did you move to the u.s and how is dating different here than like well okay so you were you moved from denmark i actually moved from the uk okay i lived in the uk for a long time okay. which is where i did comedy and i yeah i studied out there so i, I left denmark like 10 years ago and in the UK is where you mainly use the dating apps. And what was different, I moved to New York a year and a half ago. Okay. Right. And what, what's different about the dating apps, dating life out there, is that I feel like people do want something that lasts longer. Hmm. It's not just about this, like, you know, this fast pace, the New York City urgency. And, yeah. You know, like always on to the next thing, this constant hustle culture. I generally felt like people were like far more into having something more rooted and hmm. s stable. And that was in London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's like, I mean, dating apps in the Midwest, that's, that's how it is. Right. Like even in, even in a bigger city in the Midwest, like Chicago or whatever, it's very much more, uh, serious right i guess and especially on the app right like mm. tinder's less serious than sure. hinge but right. um but yeah in new york and it's i, I would it, say it's the same thing like tinder is not serious but then you have bumble and hinge and that mm -hmm. would be way more serious yeah okay but yeah even hinge here i feel it's like most people are kind of looking for flings yeah like they say they're they're looking for something serious but it's just like yeah they just kind of want something for a few months while it's cold for outside sure. for sure and uh you know, most of the city, especially in Manhattan, is 21 to yeah. you know, 26 year olds. Probably not going to be looking for anything too serious. I mean, that's way below my filter anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> What's your filter? Like 55 to 75? You're like, I want someone almost dead. I mean, get their get their riches. Listen, like, it's not a bad idea. If you're 55 and you're living in Manhattan, then you're rich as shit. So. Oh, can't shit. blame you <laughs> hey it's not a bad idea should go around like the upper east side and start yeah. swiping up there. oh yeah those people are like weeks away from dead this is this is a very near payday uh, no mine is like from 29 to like up like, okay like late 30s sure okay that's because i'm 33 okay like, that's a pretty good range decade. yeah there are a lot of women that like nothing under their age Oh yeah, no, I'm I, I'm not mature enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you do like the comedy thing is hard to explain to people on dates. Yeah, because they're like, okay, so you have a day job during the day, and you're like, yep, and then you go do comedy every night, all night, and you're like, yep, and they're like, so when are we hanging out? I'm like, one in the morning. I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. And that's kind of why I hated the. Day. I was like, man, I just if I'm gonna need to find someone naturally because they need to fit my hours yeah like whatever i'm doing that i find them naturally odds are better that they'll fit my hours as opposed to like well i'm going on this date and i hope that they don't want to go to bed early every night like <laughs> honestly yeah people who go to bed early yeah no that that can't happen ever and it would be great if it was someone who also works a lot so they understand and then sure. you know make time and then you can see each other at no point oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no i think that is sometimes what feels appealing about dating a comic which i mm. haven't done but at least someone like what in the 
in the entanglements that I mentioned before, um, what's been easy about that is that they understand that you're out doing shows and then you just see each other when you're both done. Yeah. And that's, there's like nothing complicated about that. Right. Yeah. But, um, it's difficult to find that in people that don't understand the need for you to do two full-time jobs. Yeah. Yeah. True. Also comics out of their mind. They're degenerates. <laughs> yeah. They're degenerates. <laughs> they're de- <laughs> You really got to know what you're getting into. I, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not fun with comics. I, I'm, just, like, I'm hoping your relationship's solid. It's, fun, yeah, right? nope, yeah. having a lot of fun. Um, the other like little things I've had with comics, it's like, nope, nope, mm. nope. And it's those like hard nopes, like right. you're saying. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that, no. Um, I don't know. I got lucky. I, yeah. don't, I don't tell people... Like, oh no, you gotta, you gotta go date a comic. I'm like, right. no, 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 you gotta know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, that was so funny because I told you how this person on the dating app um, didn't have his profession on. And I, because I've been like actively avoiding the comics on the circuit yeah. the, in terms of like anything romantic. Um, so, and then recently started going way more into the apps. And then this guy didn't have his profession on, right? And I was like, he's either. A, uh, a drug dealer or has no job um i was like well anyway he, the fine he liked me so yeah let's go with it just get, yeah. to get back into it really and then i asked him what he does for a living and he said stand-up comedy and i was like man i can't escape these motherfuckers they're yeah. everywhere I, like you need to disclose that on your profile so people can opt out <laughs> then he's like not the, getting any yeah. dates there's, there's nothing red, that is a red flag <laughs> yeah oh yeah no it is times are tough i mean for, not for us too because we're like clearly delightful but when <laughs> other people say they're comedians we're good at hiding it we're good um i still have a normal job so that's what's right. on my but he would say the same thing to you because you don't have there's no i mean i haven't I have seen a your profile profession on mine right but that, you don't have stand-up comic no. on there. You're hiding it, too. I, You're just doing right. a better job. <laughs> I'm just doing a better job. <laughs> but also, I have another job. That's where I make my main living. True. And I'm, yeah, not, I'm okay. not out here also, lying about... it's a about, money thing. Yeah, I'm not just like yeah. lying about living off of comedy here. I'm not living True. off of comedy. Maybe like, he's got rich parents and it doesn't matter. We see. Now, that makes him way more appealing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You didn't even give him a chance. <laughs> There are a lot of stand-up comics, not going to name names, very rich. Never worked a day in their life. Never made any money off comedy either. What? But their parents are so rich that they're like, "Eh, I don't know, live your dreams. Because they've got like generational wealth. That's wild. There's no no point in them getting a job because their parents are paying for their apartment. They're paying for all their food. Uh, As long as they're not going on like luxury vacations or whatever. And their parents don't really give a shit because that's like, wild who are these people i'll tell you afterwards okay. but like <laughs> um generally not my favorite people wow but uh, it's a, i feel like if you have generational wealth in this country then your parents are about your that that money is like slave money yeah is, right yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, i know okay. i do know right. someone like that not a comic oh okay. but yeah 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 Damn. like his house is covered in like 13th century and indian artifacts that oh were, no that his family stole brought to england and then brought over to the u.s in like 1775 or some shit wow yeah he's a real piece of shit oh my god uh, anyway that's not oh. what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i never i never got along with people that grew up in manhattan right that was i'm 
I feel like I can talk to just about anybody for two hours. Hmm. I'll entertain them, whatever. And it's like, I could play, even if I'm having a miserable time, I can ask questions for about two hours before I'm like, all right, I got to go. But the people that I never really connected with were the ones that grew up in Manhattan. Um, Even like deep Brooklyn, I connected with way better. Right. But most of the people I dated were from the South, the Midwest, like upstate, Mm -hmm. those types of places. And I think it's just like the way they approach life. I don't know. Mm. I'm curious if you've found that while while going on dates, like any patterns around where the dates are from and how well it goes. That's very interesting. So I generally, this is going to sound really problematic, but I don't usually date white guys. (laughs) Why is that problematic? (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to be colonized, you know? That's what it is. (laughs) So I usually, I tend to go on dates with people of color. And I do think that being a minority being from like yeah the backgrounds that we have does give you sort of an understanding um like Mm. there's a lack of privilege some not always but sometimes that helps you understand other people and yeah i think that's something that i find appealing and in in while dating and also in my friend circle if i i've never had friends who are just that privileged because i i don't know how to talk to them yeah like we're not talking the same language you don't understand me where i'm coming from <laughs> at all like i'm a, yeah like my parents are working class immigrants you know generations of surviving genocides in turkey <laughs> you know like that's where i'm coming from and if you have some super uber privileged life and you don't even have to work for a living yeah like you don't you can just sit in your like we're not we're not we can't I can't, I can't connect with those people. There is actually one comedian. I mean, uh, hopefully she, the person will never hear this episode, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there was this moment where I was talking about how difficult it was to, you know, live in New York City, like hand to mouth with the kind of salary you make in my job as, yeah. as a scientist in, in the university. Um, and she was like, yeah, people always think I'm so rich because I don't have to like work for a living I was like, what do you mean? What? And she was like, yeah, I have I have like shares in my dad's company. So I just get paid without working. Yeah. I was like, what? You live on the Upper East Side, Lower East Side, somewhere around there. And she was like, yeah, I don't pay rent. My dad bought me that apartment. Yeah. I was like, how are you relating your experience to mine? Like, how did you just do this? Yeah. Like, that is so dismissive and delusional. Yeah, that just upset me so much. I was like, okay, I can't. <laughs> Rich white girls, stay and away then, from me. And then she told you how to do hookah, and you were like, I'm going to kill her. She's going in the East Village. Hey, and I'm PMSing <laughs> right now, so she deserves to die. Oh, man. I have a guess of who you're talking about. Um, I'm not going to say their name until afterwards. Right, but after. um, yeah, it's the self awareness, I think. And it's the. But it, even. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what the connection is. Is like, um, I do think there is something weird to like growing up in the city. I feel like people that grow up in the city grow up very fast, mm-hmm. and they they see a lot. They have a ton right. of freedom. So, I'm interested to hear about your upbringing as well. But with mine, I couldn't. My upbringing, I couldn't really go anywhere until my buddy had a car when right. he was 16 and I was 15. Oh, like we had like a little town, but I was in the suburbs. It was very safe. 
they're more the highest ratio of cops to people anywhere in the state so it's just like this super safe suburb um filled with all just generally rich white people Mm -hmm. that oddly enough didn't get along with all of my friends were were in the same socioeconomic class that i was um but really like i didn't see anything until i turned like 16 and started like roofing houses for work mm-hmm. and like getting jobs in other places like i would get i had really long hair so the only people that would hire me were places in the hood oh wow um and those jobs were so much fun they had the best stories it was all stuff i'd never heard before i was you know it was like uh I don't mean to be like, oh, they were great entertainment value, but it really did teach me like a lot. But someone that grew up in the city, I feel like kind of has like a a higher level of anxiety to them because they start seeing that stuff from like Mm -hmm. age two is when they start noticing like homeless people and like really bad living conditions and and all this. And it just like, I don't know, I, I... we couldn't ever connect on like how the other person grew up and mm. saw the world. You know, it's almost like, like they were a lot more jaded than I was, which I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It just, it never clicked. Mm-hmm. That could be a factor for sure. I just, I wonder if the people who've been around those conditions ever registered them being like not normal. Like, mm. Do you, because there's a, I, I kind of feel like there's a reason all of this stuff is so normalized in New York. And if you ever talk to a New Yorker about the homeless situation yeah. or like, you know, the subway, the like whatever is happening, people doing crack on the street, they're yeah. like, yeah, it's just New York. Yeah. You know? Welcome oh, you to haven't New York. lived here long enough yeah. to just like give it another four years, you'd be right. like, ah, fucking. <laughs> and I hate that mentality of like, people used to say that to me all the time when I moved yeah. here. They were like, welcome to New York. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up (laughs) this is not okay i don't think this is okay and i grew up in denmark so okay and it's crazy because i grew up in a neighborhood that was like all all people of color like all immigrants that is not what i think of for denmark no i think of everyone who looks like me (laughs) most people do you look very danish you look very scandinavian i went to norway and they all thought i was norwegian like none of them started speaking english to me they were like i'm gonna start speaking norwegian i had to let every single one of them down but like i go down to ecuador and they don't even try with the spanish (laughs) they're like no 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 no." do you speak spanish (laughs) no okay well a little bit i can read it and i can kind of understand it but they don't even they don't even give it a shot that's so yeah that's i mean i was born and raised in denmark when i go back now at the airport they'll speak english to me mm-hmm. like the the border people will speak english to me and i'll give them a danish passport and be like oh, okay you're from denmark oh. like that's how much like i don't look obviously look like i'm from there then meanwhile when i go to mexico everyone's like speaking spanish to me. yeah that not even mexico dude like every bodega i go <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. pizza place i go to i have to constantly let people down and like all of my time I, I stayed in the bronx for three weeks and every single day people were speaking spanish to me and these old people would ask me for the time i'd be like I, i'm sorry i don't I was, I was letting all these old people down you gotta at least learn the numbers you gotta like you gotta talk to chris Ryder about that there are still like there are comics that i know that have known him for five years and they'll come up to be like he's not hispanic i'm like <laughs> yeah. no he so no Puerto he's Rican. half black he doesn't <laughs> yeah. speak a lick of spanish uh, and he's got funny. bits about it but it's so he's got bits about it in comics are still like yeah but he's he's dominican right, right. And i'm like nope 
I did think that at first. I remember someone said, Chris is black. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is upside down. Uh, but that's obviously how people look at me. They're like, yeah. there's no way she's not I was going to say, you got the same, no way. <laughs> same issue. I mean, it's good for comedy to be racially ambiguous. Yeah. It's like, it you bo- get booked on any show. Was, <laughs> nobody's asking me to go do the Harlem shows. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, you should though. Those shows are fun. I want to. Yeah. I need an invite. <laughs> just hit people up. No one cares. Yeah, like you're that. right. No, I, I actually when I moved to New York, Harlem was where I started doing comedy. Mm. Because I I came here from the UK and I used to do like British style comedy. See, okay, this that this thing I'm doing right now is also ADHD. The yeah. tangents. Okay. I can't stay with the topic. Great. I just keep. That's going. what this whole podcast is. Okay, it's just I'm tangents. Glad. Okay. Like people, people who listen to every episode are like, yeah, yeah, no, it's just all over okay, the place. Okay, and we're then not staying the on only topic. reason I like a topic is so I have something to go back to when I can't think of anything else to right. say. You know? Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Go on. The, the Harlem thing. The Harlem thing. So when I moved here from the UK, my style of comedy was kind of different. It was still sort of around the same topics, but it was way more like storytelling and mm-hmm. and you know big punchline at the end but you sort of take them through sure. your story with like small laughs in between and then they came to new york and everyone was like so what's the joke like what give me a joke 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 yeah. joke joke and like the fact that people here count laughs per minute right? yeah i was like an unreal concept to me i've never heard like in the uk i've heard a volume of laughs mm. so like they'll have like a, a meter like, like a, a decibel meter yeah oh and cool you see like how much laugh you get in terms of like bring the room together but never like how many laughs per yeah. minute. so then uh when i came here i realized it wasn't working and i started going to this uh, open mic in harlem at harlem nights and that's where i really learned how to sort of get back into mm. it. it's sort of like restructure my my comedy so that i could get those quick laughs sure yeah okay so they're honest crowds out there so it's a great place to go work out people always say if it works in harlem it works anywhere fair mm. I believe you. Yeah. I've done like one or two up there and it was fun. I just like, I got invited to do it and then they nice. stopped inviting me. Um, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I should go. I need to explore more. It's like I'm in Midtown. It's tourists like me. Um, mm. And then like my shows down here and then Brooklyn right. is generally where I'm at. And I'm like, you know what? I need to, cause that's like the old school New York thing and that's for a while everyone was like no new york is better because you get different types of audiences yeah but um are all the audiences in london fairly homogenous like what was that transition like coming from there to here what did you need to pick up on yeah the main thing i had to do was um delivery Mm. so in the uk there's way more of like deadpan low energy kind of delivery and Mm -hmm. audiences are very much with you Mm. they're intently listening to you they want to be a part of the journey sure that i found was very different here whereas here people cross their arms they're like yeah. make me laugh right. bitch they're you like know? prove it prove it prove yeah. that i should laugh at you uh-huh. whereas in the in the uk people are like oh my god thank you for taking <laughs> us through this journey like thank you for letting us be a yeah. part of it yeah and that i think that was a key difference so when i got here after a few times i remember i was at one of the harlem nights and one of the comics came up to me. He said, you need to... He was like, don't get discouraged because your cerebral kind of comedy might not work in this room, but you'll find audiences that will love it. Mm-hmm. And he said... But, and, and then someone... And that was like a really nice encouragement. And then he... Someone else said, yeah, you know, sometimes it's not even about what you say. It's about how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, at first yeah. I was like, rude. 
it should Je... always be about what you Je... say. <laughs> nope. <that's>, then, uh, <laughs> I've figured that one out over the last year and a half. It's right. like, because you watch people that are like super popular. They have like TikToks that are going viral and mm. all this other stuff. And you're watching it going like, that's not even a good right. joke. And then you're like, man, he really sold it. Yeah. He really sold it. And people are like, it's the beer test. Like, do you know about the, the American political beer test no. so they figured out in like 2000 oh yes I know. yeah like yeah, 98 or 2001 yeah. somewhere around there is like people vote for whoever they want to have a beer with and comedies turned into that yeah like it used to be that the comedy clubs were um let's go to this weird little basement in the west village or greenwich village and let's see this crazy man say his crazy ideas for a little yeah. while and now it's yeah. like Nope. The if the audience doesn't feel like they could have a beer with you, then they do not want to hear what you're saying. For sure. And it's uh, it's definitely changed it. I don't think it's good or bad necessarily. Mm. It's just like um, I do think the laughs per minute thing is going away. I also think like uh, audiences outside of New York are probably closer to London. They Absolutely. they're there to have fun. Absolutely. Like they want to go on a journey with you. They trust you, mm-hmm. especially coming from New York. They right. go into the show thinking this is going to be good. This mm-hmm. is a New York comic. I'm ready to like yeah. laugh with them where in New York, I I think it's just a factor of like, if they're not having a good down, time, they look down at their watch and they're like, I could have been doing 90 other things right now. For like, sure. I could be working. I could be at a play. I could be at a restaurant. I could it's be the whole dating hanging thing out with again, my, Yeah. Right? And it goes back to the dating thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you're on a bad date, it, you're looking down. I could have been at a show. Yeah. I could have, I could have done anything else. I could have been watching Netflix. And there's something better out there for me to do. Yeah. Right. Like there's always that. Whereas absolutely. I've done a few road shows since moving here and it's been so much fun. Gosh. Again, it's like the same material here, yeah. but it's just people receive it differently. I definitely think it's more similar to the UK. Uh, I do think that British audiences want you to be clever. Mm-hmm. They don't just want like quick, quick jokes. They want you to say something. Right. That was like, I remember with the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, a lot of um, comics that were taking their hour there got criticism. A criticism they might have gotten from like uh, a reviewer would be, um, talks is funny, but not saying anything. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not making, you're not being, you're not telling a real story here. There's no, mm-hmm. no take home message. This is what they want. They want you, they want you to say something like profound. Yeah. And which is also like a whole Such new. Such a high expectation yeah. for um, <laughs> just telling jokes, man. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying like, to solve world hunger. Uh, no. That would never no. work. Well, you only get like eight minutes sometimes you can't really make a super strong point in eight minutes and make them laugh because um, it can't be a ted talk what i've seen here is that when when comics are doing that when for instance people watch neil brennan's thing and they yeah. watch like something some other stuff and they're like how's that's not really comedy that's a one-man show it's like um, no that is definitely comedy <laughs> but you know it is it's just comedy with a very profound message yeah it's and not it, traditional american stand-up no, no. No, that definitely is that disconnect. So now here, like I do, I talk way way less about the things that I would love to talk about. Which I do in my longer sets, talk a lot about sure. like upbringing and religion and stuff like that. But like my go-to stories will be about dating because yeah. they're so much more fun and it's audiences like connect with it. Instantly relatable. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. That's like a, a brand new New York comic who's like 
kind of figuring it out. The two things they always gravitate towards to towards are uh, homeless people and dating apps because yeah. <laughs> it relates with everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the audience has had a weird interaction with a homeless man and mm. everyone in the audience is on dating apps for the most part at yeah. New York comedy shows. What yeah. else from like moving from London have you noticed is kind of a culture shock besides the dating and the, the comedy? Aside from New York being crazy? Like, it is a crazy place. It's a crime against humanity. <laughs> New York is Gotham City. Yeah. And we, all we need is a joker now. I'd be, that's me while I'm menstruating. Well, we had the subway shooter and then we had the dude with the machete. Oh God. So people are putting in applications. <laughs> I, I feel like they're doing, a, they're making a pretty good case. Like I'm into a Donald Trump threw his hat in the ring kind of. Right. <laughs> he almost like got arrested and oh, had a boy. bunch of protests in lower Manhattan today. That, that would have been wild. Oh man. Can you imagine if he went full Joker? I'm ready I, for that. I actually can imagine that. Do you stress about politics living here more than you did in the UK or is it equally as because Americans like to think it's like oh it's such a shit show over here the the Europeans they've got it figured out and then meanwhile like France protests every other day right and then like well that's just kind of what France does apparently yeah, that's, they uh, just love the revolution like, yeah the Scandinavians have a nice little thing going on but there's 12 people in their the entire country so I don't know I, <laughs> you I, tell me okay I'm, I, I I'm obviously making jokes but like <laughs> I do think though, like Germany, eighty million people. Right? Yeah. U.S. is what three hundred. It's not like it's still a profound number of people living out there. But the things that they would demonstrate against is very different from what okay. you demonstrate against. <laughs> you guys are like, don't put me into this group. <laughs> I rarely protest. I've protested Protesting one time, and that was for Black Lives oh, Matter. Oh wait, people that protest here are usually like crazy people oh yeah whereas like in They're europe bored. in europe it's mostly liberals that protest because they yeah. want like not saying that conservatives are crazy but <laughs> no please as <laughs> an immigrant tell us how we're uh <laughs> that was the inference uh -huh. um no i do think it's crazy here that when we for instance in 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 the uk like the things that we'd be upset about would be okay you're not taking in enough refugees you're mm. taking in some you're not taking in enough or like um like minimum wages this much much that's not good enough or you know it would be things that would make life quality better it wasn't just it's the difference between demonstrating about having basic civil rights and to having like you know you know healthcare and yeah, free yeah, education yeah, yeah. right it's like the very different things that we're actually yeah. being upset about and i feel like in the u.s it's like you guys are fighting for the f bare fucking minimum yeah you have no public health care no public like no free it's, education it's maslow's hierarchy of needs like oh we're God. not even we're not even to the point where we could protest for health care because no. we're protesting for basic rights it's like basic civic rights that you are protesting for like not like access to abortions and like trans rights it's like existence here is so difficult so i, I don't even you're so like it is so far away from being like um how do we make things better now like yeah but there's no better place to be rich. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. I grew up in a socialist country. Yeah. So this, like, the wealth accumulation here, the wealth disparity, oh, it's well, so frustrating. So I actually, I do want to get you started. Okay. A lot of the people that are moving to the U.S. from Cuba, also a socialist country, vote very conservative. 
because they see them as anti-socialist. Yeah. And that's their worst nightmare. Yeah. But you grew up in a socialist country. In a functioning socialist a, Okay. So, uh, so you're saying like, no, 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 it is like how do you do it here because that's the argument against socialism right is that we have too many people in america it would never work right well i mean it works in germany and it's a lot of people there i would say how socialist are they they're like neoliberal i think okay they're like on the side where it's like this is you still protect the you'd still be able to be rich in those countries sure but not at the expense of other people Ah, right, and okay. I think that's the that's a wild theory. I don't know. Right? I mean, <laughs> How do you even do that? Taking advantage of people is kind of like really American, so I, I don't mean, know if it uh... is. <laughs> like the the whole you know hustle culture. No, it's it's an American thing, right? Yeah. That's like popularized here. The American dream is is a part of it. So I feel like living in a society, and this is sure it's Denmark's five million people only. That's not even the size of New York. But in Germany, which is a much, much larger population, the UK, while now run by Tories, the Conservatives, was like the Labour Party was very active for a long time, right? And there is free education or somewhat free education. There is free health care. There is a government that more or less looks out for you if you're like losing your job or like mm-hmm. for like uh, be- gives you benefits. And, you know, you can take... The fact that in this country you guys only have one month of what maternity leave, even like sometimes maybe two weeks. Or, yeah, man, mandated. It is, yeah. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I come from a country where it's a year. Hey, man, if you're not gonna make it after a month, you ain't gonna make it. So <laughs> we're weeding them out. It's just like you with dating. We're fucking getting them out of here. It's you got. No, I'm kidding. Obviously. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think I think what would be difficult here if everyone if this was not a society. I think the basic mental state has to be changed. If if this was not a society where everyone was like, what can I get for me mm-hmm. and the people in my community? Yeah. If everyone was like looking at society as a whole, like just fucking divide it into 50 countries then. If that's going to work, you guys are already so different from, from each other anyway. Yeah. Why shouldn't New York just be one country and Texas be another country? Well, you've been talking to Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's all for this. I mean, that is the future though. <laughs> that is the future. We're going to get rid of the nation state anyway. So, um, um, anyway, so then if you looked at your society as like, okay, we all put something into it and we all get back from it, right? Mm-hmm. You can still accumulate your wealth if that's really what you're interested in, but at least you pay you pay higher taxes and then you never have to worry about basic things like healthcare and education. Yeah. And you create this circular system where there's always something, you know, there's this fear of people taking advantage here, right? Mm-hmm. I come from countries where we have free healthcare. I've never seen anyone be keen to go to the doctor. No, I know. Yeah. Oh my God. I have really well, good health care should here. be. Preventative is a much better system of medical right. help than emergency only. But we don't. We die no. anyway. Yeah. Like we also die in other countries. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> we're not just out there living forever. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe <laughs> if you guys were living to 175, we'd be like, we should get on what they're doing. That's obviously right. they're obviously doing it right over there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it, I said anything. I just rambled. No, 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 that was good. I, I agree. It just like the, I think like the whole banking crisis that just happened with Silicon Valley Bank is kind of the epitome of what happens here in the rest mm-hmm. of American culture, which was essentially the bank did something dumb right. and it shouldn't have done something dumb. 
but it wasn't so bad that it was going to collapse. And then it put out a statement trying to explain what it did. And it did a bad job explaining that. And instead of everyone who got really good deals from that bank and was helped by that bank and has been there for years going like, you know what? No, we're all going to like stick together. We're going to help this bank. There's going to be reforms. we got to make a change. Everyone was like, get my money out of there. And the bank imploded right. in like two days. Right. And that's how it is here. It's like you can have your community, and, but as soon as something bad happens to you, it kind of is every man for themselves. Yeah. It's like someone gets really sick. It's like, oh, that's the scarlet letter. Like, they're just going to bring me down because it is, it's so hard to full time take care of someone in this right. country because it's so expensive and eats up so much time that it's like, well, if I take care of them, how the fuck am I going to do what I need to get done? Right. So I have to like pseudo abandon them, mm -hmm. you know? Like, we are nice about it. We'll still be, no, that's my friend. Yeah, we're friends. But like, <laughs> I'll start you know, a just giving page for you. <laughs> it's tough without the, in, without any sort of like government floor where right. people like have the healthcare, they can get the help that they need. Mm. Then you, it's, I think it's easier to build community when you've got, when you don't feel like you're not, you're in competition with everyone else and Absolutely. you feel like you can help them without hurting your own potential and career. Right. And I think that's the kind of, level of of uh, comfort people have come to in in some parts of europe like western and mm -hmm. northern europe at least where you're not feeling like someone else doing better means that you're not doing well yeah or like you you're not you don't have that fear that everything's just gonna fall apart you're gonna lose your home so and that level of security is what when they say happiness index right that's why people the Scandinavian countries are far higher right. on that because you don't live with that fear. I never once in my life felt that until I left Denmark. Yeah. And obviously in New York, I'm like constantly anxious. <laughs> I've, I've like discovered a whole new version of myself. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a version I like. This is why the best comics are in New York. Though <laughs> We're out of our mind. We're so anxious. We're so out of anxious. our mind. You're always, you got a billion thoughts a day. You're not, you're worried about everything, which right. is why you're always going to spots. You're like, I got to keep going. Keep going. There's like constant hustle and it doesn't work well with my ADHD, right? It's just like now what I'm all like. Really? <laughs> Wouldn't it be entertaining that you've always got something to do? There's because those, cause I've got really bad FOMO and that's why i like it here i always feel like i'm missing out and so if yeah. i'm here there's always something i could go do right. you but know whenever you do one thing you like i could have done all these other things as well yeah yeah that's I'd, true yeah but it's, at the same it's like what am i gonna do nine things in a night i'll still have it when you but have if ADHD, I was, you'd be like yeah if nine i was living at home if right. i was in michigan i'd feel like i was missing out on everything right we're like here at least i can go to all this stuff and then be sit there and think to myself well okay i didn't do everything but look at what i did right. do you know yeah i think there's something nice here about always being able to do something mm -hmm. but it also means that you're always on the go because there's always something to do just this like catch 22 almost right yeah it's yeah no it's 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 a crazy place to be so the fear and the anxiety you're enjoying it <laughs> you know how many burnouts i've had since i've been here a year and a half and you've already had multiple burnouts multiple you were burnouts. way ahead of schedule <laughs> that took me i mean i don't think i burned out until well the pandemic kind of threw everything off right i was on pace for a burnout and then the pandemic happened and that just everyone uh, got annihilated by that. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I. 
it's been the speed of life have been so fast here and like keeping keeping in mind also that i am already naturally like an overdoer i do mm. like so many things at the same time and i want to do I want to do everything and here you can do everything when you live in other countries you can't do everything right yeah. so you do what you can and then but when you can do everything you just try to do it all you feel like you have to you yeah. have to it's a constant hustle when i'm not out one night i feel terrible mm -hmm. but at the same time when i'm out every single night i also feel like i have no time because obviously i have my day job i also want to go running every day i want to do yoga every day mm -hmm. i also want to see my friends and i want to do three shows a night yep. and before you know it like you, you don't have a moment to breathe no and the yoga doesn't help <laughs> it's like that should be the time to that's breathe. supposed to be the thing to, to yeah. help <laughs> you calm down now you like find your center up. Yeah. yeah no I mean, you know, that's why we're doing it while we're young. It's not many old people that live in I this mean, city. I mean, I'm in my 30s, so uh, am I young? I Pretty much geriatric. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If I, if, I was, if I got pregnant in the next few years, yeah. it would be a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you might as well just kill yourself now <laughs> because there's no hope. You're wow. already... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rude. All right. This is a lot of fun. I think yeah. we end it there. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think we end this podcast with me telling you you should kill yourself. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Oh. Where, where can people find you? I am on Instagram as Johnson Comedy, C-A-N-S-U. Yep. And on TikTok with the same handle. I have a podcast called Let's Hook Up. Okay. And I'm at QED every second and fourth Friday of the month on a show called Diversity Hire. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've seen the poster for that. Yeah. Um, not seeing many people that look like me on that show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, no, it's uh, I've heard it's a really good show. Oh, um, then yeah, it's called the podcast is called Let's Hookah. Let's Hookah. Okay, yeah. follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. That's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And come see Ope, a comedy show every single week at Ferns. John Sue's done it a couple times. Yes. If you listen to this and you're in the city and you want to specifically request that she is on the show that you come to, hit me up on Instagram. Yes. And we'll get her on the show. Hell yeah. Let's do another one soon. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me.